0: This podcast contains strong language. If you would like a beeped version, well, it doesn't exist. Sorry about that. Enjoy.
1: Hello, and welcome to How to Survive Your Life, the podcast where we take inspiration from life and tell you how to survive everything. How are you, survivalist? How is your week? Mine was all right. Mine was freezing, if you must know. This week we are doing mothers, how to survive mothers, which whom we love and adore. But sometimes you need to survive them. I'm joined, as always, by Daisy and
2: Kaylee. Ladies, how are you? How have you been since the last time we spoke? I'm good. I'm obviously I'm living with my mom at the moment. So I feel this episode is a bit close to the bone. but, um, yeah. you know, bit bit too personal, but I'll get through. <laughs> <laughs> Also, do it for the the... show, Daisy. Do it for the show. Well, what I also like is that because I live in my mum's house, which is a bungalow, she could also be walking past the door listening at any point and she'll hear me talking about her. So what i'm going to say this show is my mum's great and i really like her and i love her cooking and i'm glad she's still giving me a home at 33 <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh-huh. at any point some cute little scottish woman may bust in and be like i disagree with that <laughs> yeah. you, who knows <laughs> who knows in this episode it could happen oh uh-huh. uh, kaylee how are you well
0: yeah. firstly are you 33 daisy
2: I am. Old, I, thought, old, uh, I thought I
0: was older than you for some reason.
2: I think I'm just a little bit older than you. You're a yeah. week older.
1: You are. Damn, I'm the youngest. Mm. Yeah. Because Molly, you're how old now? 73? I am 76. <laughs> i In April. 76. She's getting a vaccination jab. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm excited about my vaccination jab. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm actually good, yeah. I have a couple of things obviously prepared, but my main one is that I've been watching a reality TV show. Is it the
2: cabins?
0: No, it's celebrities (laughs) go dating, the mansions. Honestly. Okay, so it's madness. It's a a program that has celebrities dating, quote, normal people, unquote. I say normal (laughs) people because that seems to be the generic dialogue to describe the singletons that are in the house but are not famous. What is normal, guys? You know, what is famous? Some of the celebrities are famous through being on reality TV shows. So I suppose when the normal people get out, they will be famous and no longer normal. I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, they transcend. But the, sh- the show places the celebrities on a pedestal they are already on. Because what happens is <laughs> celebrities date whoever they want. Normal people can only date the celebrity and one
1: celebrity. So wait, the
0: celebrities pit. Well, go on.
1: Wait, so does this mean like celebrities can date other celebrities or quote-unquote normal no
0: but it comes up I think in the next episode where this happens but it hasn't happened yet but the celebrities do what they want as they always Mm -hmm. have done yeah and the singletons just hope and pray that they'll be picked Oh, so the thing is they also get to go and speak to like therapists about like dating therapists about the dating but the singletons the normal people don't what it's, this so is cra- like- it's so crazy it's in a massive is- mansion that's lovely the celebrity's bedroom is plush they have double beds this that and the other the normal people's room is a single bed white sheets like
1: very like hotel this is like class <laughs> system exam this is like the titanic right like it's this like is first titanic. class passengers and third class there yeah. is no second class there's just first or third pass- class passengers
0: exactly so they should rename it called the titanic dating show <laughs> exactly what else does it say oh i just i just think that the message
1: is unhealthy for people what like, oh uh, the message absolutely. of this
0: show like you're lucky to
1: date a celebrity <laughs> what is an example of one of these celebrities
0: Chloe Ferry from Geordie Shore. Oh, okay. So Geordie Shore's a reality TV show.
1: Yeah. It's quite grotesque. It's, it's like,
0: yeah, it's like Jersey <laughs> it Shore, is. but English. Yeah, so, and she's been on that. Now she's a celebrity, influencer.
1: What What other celebrities?
0: Yeah, so you've got Sophie from Made in Chelsea.
1: Oh, yeah, they all are reality.
0: Um, You've got Tom Zanetti, who's a DJ who wrote a song with like one lyric in it. Like, do you like me? <laughs> do you like me? like <laughs> me? My- do you like me? And then he got famous from that. And you've got Wayne Lineker, who owns a bar in in Ibiza. And he's 54 and he won't date anyone and over 30. Of course he won't. <gasps> Yeah, he's been. He was dating a woman who was stunning, thirty nine, and he said to her, "Listen, you're a little bit old for me." And she's like, "Fuck, am off. I? Okay, fifty four or fifty eight, I think he is." But now he's dating a twenty four year old, and he's really happy. Lovely. Fuck. But the off. other funny thing is, you know, like they they line up all the singletons, and then the celebrities pick. It really reminded me of a moment in my youth when I loved Blazing Squad. Do you know Blazing <laughs> Squad? <laughs> yeah. So Blazing no. Squad are a boy band. There's like 10 of them in it. I knew you'd know this, Daisy. There's 10 of them in the band. And they're like, they're like heart, like rapping and pop music together. They sing songs about seeing you at the crossroads, 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 seeing you at the crossroads where you belong. That That's their sort of vibe. And they're quite like, they were quite famous for being quite grungy with what they were wearing, where like tracksuit, and stuff okay. i loved them i really did i like and I rem-
2: that you made blazing squad sound like spoken word poetry there <laughs> i'll see what the crossroads crossroads crossroads
0: <laughs> daisy you're just giving me an idea for my edinburgh show <laughs> blazing spoken word poetry <laughs> i'd be there
2: i'm no bells. let's
0: get this party started Uh uh-huh uh-huh let's get this party started uh that doesn't quite work (laughs) i also thought that that was pink
1: (laughs) (laughs) that that, that could have been pink to be fair also the crossword song
2: that's boys to men is it yes there there is yeah they did they did steal it from boys to men on the oh, girls' yeah, they did steal it. They stole it from boys yeah, to that men. Is boys then.
1: to men. That is boys. I can't to believe men. they just <laughs> did that. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> no, don't believe <barely> back again. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry, back to you. Back to you, Kaylee. <laughs>
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Well, all I was going to say was I met (laughs) him three times through winning competitions on the radio. Now, there was a radio show in Torquay called Gemini FM, and it used to go Gemini FM. And you could enter competitions. And before my English GCSE exam, I entered a competition to say, what name all 10 members of Blazing Squad? I rang, I got through, they put me on the air before my GCSE exam, right? all the buses coming into school could listen to Gemini FM. So when they declared oh, like Kaylee Cassidy's wanted to see blazing squad. Yeah. When I got into the hall for my GCSE exam, I think I walked in and a couple of people were like, Hey, there she is. And I was like, what? What have I done? And they were like, Blazing Squad and I was like did you hear and they're like well obviously all the buses listen to because I lived around the corner so I walked to school but a lot of people come on buses and this one girl didn't speak to me because she loved Blazing Squad
1: and she was really jealous because she'd <laughs> entered and didn't win
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was also called Kaylee."
1: oh <gasps> Anyway, oh, you so, were like her nemesis.
0: Yeah, so I'm sorry. I hope this story this story will be finished soon. So I wouldn't have a chance to meet them that time, met them, met them another time, met them another time, and then this other time they came to talking to the gig. I went to watch them but I didn't meet them I just saw them on stage and then they went out afterwards into town I think I was underage I must've been about 17 or 16 and we went out to Claire's nightclub in Talkie Town and they were in there and what they did was they lined all the girls up and Picked which ones they wanted to go up to the VIP <gasps> room, which was a glass box above the DJ, and it was like really not VIP. And I never got picked. I thought they might recognise me from all the times I've met them
1: and <laughs> <Didn't laughs>
2: pick I me. I thought you were their stalker. Yeah, that might have been why you didn't get up. They were like, Jesus Christ, have we not got a restraining order listen, yet? It's that girl again. Girls, listen,
1: girls. I'll be
0: honest with you. When you're 17 and you are going to see boy bands, you ain't no stalker. You are a fan.
2: It's very different. Right. <laughs> Sage appropriate. Okay. Fair. Fair. You know how the celebrities, what did you say they called the non-celebrities in your in that show?
0: Singletons.
2: Singletons. Or, or normal people. Normal people. See, that's nice. Because comedians like stand-ups call non-stand-ups civilians. And no. I always wonder, yeah. I always wonder whether Civilians. Yeah. So like it's a thing in stand up that they go, Oh no, they're just a civilian, which I think is lovely because it makes us all think that we're soldiers and that, you know Yeah. Um you're in battle. But I always wonder whether celebrities have a collective name for non slebs like scum. Do you, know what you mean? <laughs> it's like <laughs> they're just scum don't worry
1: <laughs> i call non like improv or theater people muggles
2: see that's nice that's, that's, like, that's got a nice um sort
1: of. because they're we make magic on stage and they don't
2: yeah, yeah. and because it's quite a geeky reference it also says yeah. a lot about who you are in advance which is helpful for people exactly Yeah. <laughs> exactly i wear it with pride I think, I think i just
0: refer to people as uh happy because if you choose a life outside of the arts then surely you're happy you're probably happy (laughs) but the funny the funniest thing is celebrities gone dating is why my screen name today is what it is is because there was an argument between a celeb and a non-celeb a celeb and a muggle a celeb and a scum whatever you want to say (laughs) and she told him to go suck a fart and he went Babe, what do you mean you're talking about? Suck a fart. Don't you fucking tell me to suck a fart. And she's like, girl, suck a fart. And he's like, Mm -hmm. nah, I will not suck a fart. How do you even fucking suck a fart? And then they had a massive (laughs) row. And then they were in the kitchen eating super noodles, which hello-ha, very good choice. They were having an argument. And then someone went, he said to her, no, you go suck a fart because the argument was continuing in a different room. And uh, Kimberly, one of the celebs goes, don't say that to her. Tell her to go suck a fart. And he went, She told me to suck a fart. And she went, I did. And she was like, Well, say it back to her then. Go on, say it back to her. And then <laughs> and then someone came over and went, What are you arguing about? They're all they're all uh northern, actually, a lot of them. What are you were arguing about, Tom Zanetti? Well, she said, I said that she said that I should suck a fart. And he went, Someone said suck a fart? What the fuck? And then they all just I honestly. If I had a shot for every time someone said sucker fart, I'd be pissed. <laughs> have you ever
2: heard the phrase sucker fart? I have never heard the no, phrase sucker fart. But do you think they were more offended because they thought it was sort of a command? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 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 why does he keep saying, I'm not going to do that? Like, do you not understand conceptually they're not asking? Like, I don't know. Mm. Speaking of, uh,
1: so your, your story about the boy band, what was the boy band name again? Blazing that you squad. saw three times blazing, blazing, blazing squad. squad call them so speaking of mothers which we're talking about today so <laughs>
2: i i love it I, when you put, like, pull us back onto the topic molly oh, well now we're talking about blazing squad his thing about mothers <laughs> okay so <sorry. laughs> no am well, it like you know calling
1: in to meet blazing squad mm-hmm. so when I was a young a young lassie, Jerry Maguire was coming out, and I loved films, and even though it was rated R, so I couldn't watch it yet, I was really excited about it, and more so like the song that had come out because, you know, I was a teenager. I, anyway, so the radio station that I listened to was giving away VHS,
2: <laughs>
1: Jerry Maguire, and the soundtrack, and you called in. If you're a certain caller, you got it. Well, I had gotten ground – like I had gotten – on restriction, where I couldn't make a phone, fo- I couldn't use the phone for like the day or something. I don't even know what I did, but my mother, you know, she runs a tight ship and I couldn't be on the phone that day. But meanwhile, the radio station is, you know, giving away Jerry Maguire. VHS and soundtrack. And so I called in and I won. And I remember them being like, wait a minute, how old are you? Because it was like, you know, rated R. And I was like, oh, it's for my dad for Father's Day. And they're like, okay, cool. You can have it. I'm like, great. Well, that was easy. Lying works. Anyway, so then I run downstairs. I'm like, mom, mom, I won Jerry Maguire off the radio. She's like, well, how did you do that? And I was like, I called in. She's like, but you're not allowed to use the phone. yeah and I got a spanking for winning Jerry Maguire off the phone
0: did you get the DVD at least yeah I, yeah, oh, I ended up giving it
1: yeah yeah I I she did <laughs> let me get that <laughs> I just got a spanking for you know using the phone when I shouldn't wow have. so there oh, you go I'm sorry it's, you are very <laughs> cute
0: like I love the idea of you running down the stairs and then I, going I so oh, into
2: doom Yeah.
1: Okay, on that note, this week we are doing How to Survive Mothers. Despite that that the sound of that story, I actually adore my mother so much. <laughs> I think she's like hilarious and Well, you got to say that now, more. I do because we're about to, you know. <laughs> but but also, yeah, mothers are an interest mothers are, you know, mothers. They're our mothers. They're
2: mothers. <laughs> And Holly, imagine if you wrote greeting cards. Mothers, mothers are mothers. Are Happy mothers. mother's Day. But you know, I feel
1: like anybody getting that would understand what I mean. Yeah. My brothers would you know what I mean? Like I think somebody yeah. like, yeah, I get that. That's, That's what it should be on a greeting card. Thank you. It should. I should do that. I should do that. On that note, this week, we're doing how to survive your mothers each week. As you know, Daisy and Kaylee bring three top tips to survive a subject this week. Mothers, they will present it over three rounds. And then I, as the judge, will decide which tip I like most and give points accordingly. I may take points away if somebody back talk, talks me or does something I don't like or says something I don't like. I may give extra points for things that I like. I just may do whatever I want. I may give points to myself. I may <laughs> give points to my candidate. No any points so far. Nope, no points so far. Kaylee is on a winning streak. She has won the last three. And she won the last episode. So she will start. So Kaylee. What is your first top tip for surviving mothers? I just have to say, as full disclosure, before we do this, (laughs) I also feel the same
0: about my mum. I adore her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My mum often says, don't talk to me like that. I'm your mother. I'm your mother. How many people, how many have heard their mum say I'm your mother my mum likes to say that to me in response to anything I have to say even if it's reasonable (laughs) sometimes it feels like an excuse but the essence of it is actually quite true she is my mother and she deserves respect for that how do you talk to your mother do you shout at her easily have less tolerance for her than you do your friends do you expect her to care for you as an adult like you are still a child this top tip I'm about to give you is for adults because I think children generally do need their mothers in a very specific way
1: yes also we hope no children are listening to this podcast
0: yeah also if babies are listening to this podcast what well, how are they doing that so I realize that this podcast is called how to survive your life but this top tip is about thriving Clarissa Pincola Estes says it is our birthright as women to thrive, not survive. So in order to thrive your life, you must recognize your internal mother complex and try and find your way around it. Does your internal mother complex sustain you? If it is having a negative effect on your life, then look at how you can adjust it. So this book that I'm using is by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. It's called. Women who run with wolves. And it's all about getting in touch with the wild woman, the wild mother, the wild self. So there's many kinds of mothers, the internal mother being one of them. And Clarissa Clarissa Estes says, this internal mother is made from not only the experience of the personal mother, but also the other mothering figures in our lives, as well as the images held out as a good mother and the bad mother in the culture of the time at our childhoods. We get to a point in our lives where we must begin to mother ourselves, especially if we have been neglected or overlooked. And this morning, I actually finished the whole book. It's been quite a journey, four months it took me to read it. Yeah, it's about contacting the power of the wild woman. And it's a big book. My sister asked, can I borrow it? And I was like, one, no, because um, (laughs) you're you're not even going to read it. You just want it. And two, you know, I've scribbled all over it. And I do believe that this book is so transformative that I think travel lodges should consider having it in their sock drawers <laughs> alongside the, the bell, you know Also, travel lodges, so much space, travelers, so little stuff. What's that about? <laughs> anyway, that's a different a different topic. So the book has fairy tales in it and unpicks the archetypes of the fairy tales to sort Mm. of show you uh, some Jungian psychology. So the Ugly Duckling's one of them. The Ugly Duckling's an outsider and it looks at belonging and clanship. The Ugly Duckling's different from their siblings and the Ugly Duckling's mother knows that she cannot serve this child so she lets that child go eventually that ugly duckling is reunited with its proper family because the ugly duckling realizes it wasn't a duck it was a swan you know it was a gosling or oh, no a cygnet so the u- ugly duckling was with the wrong mum and by letting that Aww. child go the ugly duckling was able to find its real mother so this is this is about the internal mother complex also because we internalize what it is to have a mother so we need to recognize them to begin the good work of gaining insight into our deeper self. So there's four internal mothers that we can look out for. There's the ambivalent mother, and she's a mother who does not want to be banished from her community. And so in order to self preserve, she abandons her child that jeopardizes her role in the community. You've got the collapsed Damn. mother. This is a mother who has lost her sense of self. She is an outsider who feels like she doesn't belong. You've got the unmothered mother. A mother needs to be mothered while mothering her offspring. And so instinctive abilities will be weak as she has been disconnected from them herself. And then you have the strong mother, that sort of overbearing nature of a mother, which can also internalize into other aspects of yourself. So just have a little think, read the book, get in touch with your internal mother and wild woman so that you can not just survive your life, but thrive your life.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response?
2: Well, I like the idea of thriving your life. I think um, it's actually a better show title. We probably should have gone with originally. It's very uplifting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also a big fan of the idea of travel lodge literature because as someone who once lived in a travel lodge for two weeks after my house flooded, long story, don't have time for it. But um, (laughs) they're they're depressing places. You get like breakfast in a box and it just smells of like... I don't know, sad businessman and just wanking. Do you know what I mean? There's a real... Uh, no, there is. There's... Or wank it there's I mean I'll never be we'll never be sponsored by Travel Lodge I mean we can we can take that yeah, yeah, we can, never. We
0: can <laughs> take some ease there
2: yeah never get sponsored by them never play Birmingham but yeah I don't I'm not a fan oh we'll never go to Birmingham and stay in a wank lodge I mean <laughs> yeah. sorry Travel Lodge <laughs> but what I like most about these ideas of different mothers like the collapsed mother the unmothered mother is it's something that you could never say to your actual mother like say if you analysed your mother and you're like, I think oh she's the collapsed mother. Can you imagine? Like, my mum would be but, like, um, oh, is that right? Because I think I'm the mother that gave birth to you, gave you life, <laughs> made sure you didn't die, raised you. Do you know what I mean, like, I just... My mother, if I had any real insight on what my mother was as a mother, whatever it was, even if I said, I think she was strong, she'd be like, Well, I have to be strong because I have to look after you. Jeremy. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Juju ju- ju does not take feedback well. But yeah, I, <laughs> it's interesting. I've just
0: thought, I've just thought. We've got we've got such a funny dynamic as podcasters with mothers. We've got the Irish mother, the Scottish mother, and the American mother. It's like a, one of those jokes, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the English man, the Irish man, the Scottish
2: man. It's a good it's a good tip though, and I particularly like get to the point we mother ourselves because. I've never got to that point. Do you know what I mean? Like my mom still like texts me and it's like, have you brushed your hair? I'm like, mom, I'm only growing up, <laughs> but no. And I will now. Thanks. <laughs> <for> the reminder. <laughs> Great. Awesome.
1: Thank you. Also, I just realized I had forgotten the whole story of the ugly ducking, duckling because as you were saying that, I was like, Oh my God. It's so sad. <laughs> and it was a good ending. So I'd forgotten that. Excellent. Thank you, Kaylee. With that, Daisy, what is your first top tip for surviving mothers?
2: My first top tip is inspired by an article I read in Pink News in February this year, which is about, a, so this isn't about my own mum. This is about a religious mother, obviously, just okay, to be clear. Like, like, this is not about my mum. No, <laughs> this is okay, not about my ahead. I don't like the mum in this story. So that's why i make making it clear. This is not my uh... mum. But it's from America where a religious mother demanded that her daughter drop the LGBT plus support day because she felt as a mama bear it would, quote, insight hostility which it wouldn't unless you're a giant bigot but i'll i'll go into it so basically she's very christian and traditional and they have at their school basically a like it's in montana it's called billings west high school in montana Mm -hmm. and they have like a week called spirit week where it's like fancy dress and it they just sort of celebrate different things, different cultures. Anyway, yeah. she wrote a letter to the principal saying that because of their conservative Christian beliefs, that they didn't feel it was appropriate to have an LGBT plus day of celebration and that she she self-refers to herself as a mama bear. And I think if you're unclear about- Mama bear? Mm, I think- <laughs> Like she's in Goldilocks. He's calling <laughs> my porridge. And I, I think if it's unclear how sort of confused this woman is about the world, she, she wrote to the principal and she said, I'm confused as to why we are focusing on sexuality at all in a teenage demographic when there are other issue, other important issues, including <laughs> sexually transmitted disease, unintended pre- pregnancy and cervical cancer. Now, here's my thing having an LGBT plus day is a day of celebration where you're celebrating a different culture. It's not a public health day. It's not. Yeah. So I think she may have slightly betrayed her attitude (laughs) by saying, well, there's other issues we could focus on. It's like, yeah, nobody has a day actually Maureen celebrating SDI. So the fancy dress options would be hideous. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they would. I think they'd be hilarious. (laughs) Oh
1: my God. Um, but what Can I... you imagine dressing up as Chlamydia? <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would just go as Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but- what okay, I sorry, Daisy. Go ahead. What I don't like about this woman is that she uses motherhood as like an excuse in terms of well, as a mother, I now feel that I can oppress people. And you think <laughs> I don't think that's how mothering works. Do you know I mean? So she said essentially her argument was that freedom to express sexuality would undermine their freedom of religion, which. I do not agree with her and I will explain why I don't agree in the form of a fairy tale because I feel she's quite a simplistic woman. It may help her if she ever listened to this. I mean, happy to, I mean, her name's in the article. We could tweet her and be like, my brother lives in Montana. Let's track this bigoted old lady down. So basically, I mean, I'm assuming she's old. I'm sort of hoping she's old because she has very old fashioned views. But okay, so here's my fairy tale. This is how I think very much that she is not being, her freedom of religion is not being oppressed. So imagine in Fairyland, you have rainbow pixies and you have brown pixies. Now, the brown pixies get to do what they like. They can talk about being brown pixies. They can have public holidays and festivals. They can have their symbols up on the wall. They can make, they can literally act christmas time brown fairy brown pixie christmas they can go to people's houses and sing songs about brown pixies because that's the time they celebrate the ultimate brown pixie being born and then in easter (laughs) they can give out eggs to people and celebrate the brown pixie dying and then also being resurrected now whilst the brown pixies are doing all this the rainbow pixies just mind their business. They're not bothered. They say brown pixie work away. Do what you want to do. That's fine with me. If if you want to have a brown pixie house and do brown pixie songs, you do what you like. But now this is where it's a problem. The brown pixies, or not all of them, but this particular type of brown pixie, what they want the rainbow pixies to do is not exist or if they're going to exist, exist so quietly that it's never mentioned. So Mm. I would argue in my using my fairy tale example, it's quite clear that a certain number of the brown pixies are definitely oppressing the rainbow pixies, but the rainbow pixies aren't doing anything wrong. So my point about mothers is your mother might be a bigot. And it'll be because her mother was also a bigot, as was their mother, as was their mother. And then it gets passed down and passed down. Cause it's not the mother's fault. At some point she was just told something wrong and she's run with it. And now she's referring to herself as a mama bear and writing letters. And I just think you can be, you can break the chain. So if your mum says something that you think, well that's dreadful, don't feel the need to tell your daughter and their daughter basically hateful things just be like no do you know what I'm gonna listen to someone else because your mother may be a monster that is my first tip
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you Daisy Kaylee, your response Uh,
0: it made me think about uh something you said of like why are we talking about sexuality in the children and it's like you know as kids we're obviously not sexual (sighs) but it's not about that. Just because you're mm. gay, just because you're, you identify as LGBTQI plus doesn't mean that you're, it's sexual. So just because yeah. you're identifying as somebody who is gay, I think this what mother is really making it sexualized by making mm-hmm. a deal out of it when it's not. Like being straight is no one goes, oh, my daughter, you know, everyone assumes everyone's straight at birth. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone assumes. And that's not sexualized. But by uh, identifying as gay, you're suddenly sexualized. Why is exactly. that? Yeah. It's, yeah. So
2: yeah. It, so me, it's so weird. For me, it's so weird.
0: Like when, when the uh, we've talked about this in the podcast before, but when they want to, because sex education is heteronormative at school. So mm-hmm. when you, when I was at school for sure. So when you want to talk about sex education for everybody, suddenly mm-hmm. it's rude. Some suddenly it's too sexualized. Sometimes it's, it's like, no, mm-hmm. like, why Why is being straight like normal, like we were talking
2: about uh, earlier, like the norm and everything yeah. else is not? Exactly. Yeah. And also agree. there'll be kids at the school who have gay parents yeah. who are now being told, well, just don't mention it. Do you mean I just find it yeah. oppressive?
0: Well, I think that this is why like LGBT History Month, which is now as we're recording, is so important because it is giving voice to marginalized voices that are told to be quiet. And I think yeah. that you know, people do have at times get angry and speak louder and, you mm. know, because that's the way it's being forced into a corner, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, they've been told, they've been told they're, they don't exist and they, or they, they, there's something wrong with them. They're a well, blight yeah, like, on humanity. We're going to banish the gayness out of you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Out. Could you banish yeah. the straightness out of me, please? Exactly. I think, I hope, I hope, whenever I have kids and they are of a certain age, I hope like coming out to your parents isn't a thing, you know, so, like, I hope it's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's not even like, they don't even think, Oh, I need to tell you I'm gay. Well then tell me you're you know, come out as straight then. Because like, I just, I yeah. hope to God it's at least mm-hmm. with my kids. I hope if they are gay, they don't even think about needing to tell me that. I hope they just come home with a girl or boyfriend, and then I have to have a talk two to that kid.
0: Depends where you live, Molly, because if you live in Somerset, you might
1: have issues. But if you live in London, you'll probably be <laughs> fine. Fair point. Fair point. Okay. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So round one, we have Kaylee, get in touch with your internal mother. Thrive in your life. Don't survive. I think Kaylee's uh, making a knock to our name, which I will. I will not... I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't deduct points for that. I'm just um, and we need to mother ourselves. And then we have Daisy with your mother. If your mother's a bigot, she might be a bigot. And if that you can break the chain kind of maybe even question, there's nothing wrong with questioning what you've been brought up with. I would add to that. Okay. Oh gosh! Once again, ladies, you bring in good stuff. Thank you. You're welcome. But I'm gonna give the points. Just they're both really good. But I think out of the two, I'm um I also uh yeah, out of the two, I'm giving the points to Daisy Woo-hoo. for think. Basically, your mother might be a bigot, and you can break the chain. Think about what you have been taught in your life. I also loved Daisy's Pixie Fairy Tale. So I didn't. I thought it was awful. Why? Why? I just didn't get it.
2: What do you mean? (laughs) Did you really not get it? Well, like brown pixies. So, rainbow pixies? Brown pixies were meant to be Christians. So, they got to have like their churches and Easter and Christmas and talk about it all the time. (laughs) And the rainbow pixies were meant to be the LGBT community who LGBT plus community who just let them get on with being Christian. So my point was because she tried to say in the article that or when she was interviewed that basically it was freedom of religion versus freedom of sexuality. And my point is, it's not because the LGBT community are letting you be free with your religion. You just don't want them to exist. Do you know what I mean? I mean I feel really <laughs> needed okay. to invest okay. in the pixie okay. metaphor more. It's okay. It's okay. Molly was it clear to you? Well, Molly did. She's
1: given you a point. <laughs> I'm giving Daisy a point for that cuz I enjoyed it. Uh so we now go into round 2 with Daisy at 3 and Kaylee at 0.
2: And with that, Kaylee, I when- just want you to know in advance whatever Kaylee says next, I'm going to say I don't understand. <laughs> Kaylee, you can make but I didn't a I good understand point of
0: not To annoy you, I genuinely didn't understand.
2: <laughs> okay. It's okay. Kaylee, what is
1: your second top tip for surviving mothers?
0: Okay, so my second top tip is about our top mother, the biggest, biggest mother in the world. It's Mama Earth. Yeah. Um, can do an episode on mothers without using Mama Earth. So consume less, recycle more, be environmentally aware. Mother Earth is in trouble and we need to help her. It's a Saturday night you've finished your tub of hummus, you can't be bothered to wash it out. So you throw it in your black bin, despite the fact that when cleaned, the hummus pot is plastic and recyclable. Unclean, it is not recyclable. Man. In doing that, you were disrespecting your mother and she feels unloved and untreated. Oh. It's a Friday after work. You see that if you keep your empty washing liquid bottle, you can refill it at your corner store or local eco store. But you can't be bothered. It's cheaper to pay 59p for a new bottle because it's one pound to refill it. So for the sake of 41p, you've mistreated your mama. It takes 400 years for a washing up bottle to decompose. So why not reuse it? You can. There are options now. It's a Wednesday afternoon. You've just got a (laughs) takeaway coffee from your local coffee shop. When you finish it, you want to get rid of the cup. So you put it straight in the bin. But the bin is full, so you just put it on the floor instead of waiting until you got home and you could have recycled it. Actually, I don't think you can recycle those. They are unrecyclable, but you could have put it in a bin. Instead, you have put it on the so, floor. I think some some
1: coffee cups now are recyclable. Some it's still them. better to use a reusable
0: yeah. coffee. We're uh, not allowed but... now, though, are we? Because of the restrictions. oh, You can't use keep cups. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't drink coffee. So, yeah. So, that night when you go to sleep, you hear a little banging at your window. And it's that coffee cup coming back (laughs) on mother's winds to haunt you. These coffee cups shouldn't be rustling around littering the streets. They should be in the bin. It's not a on mama. So how can you care for mother earth? Well, you can say no to straws and you can carry your own metal straw around with you. You can bring a bag for life or a tote bag and not use the plastic ones. Mm. Plastic bags take 500 years to decompose that landfill. Jesus. Give everything you consume thought. That plastic wrapper on your cigarette packet, chase after it if it falls on the floor and then put it in your pocket. Your cigarette butts, fold them into a leaf and then put them in the bin. So there's an article by Harry Cockburn in The Independent and it says that there's they found microplastics in human placentas. I know, and have you seen Fun Gully? I know. Girls, Daisy?
2: What? It's so sad. No, but can we go back to the plastic in placenta? Yeah,
0: yep. they have found plastic in placenta.
1: Yeah, because everything the mother eats, it goes to the baby. And like there's plastic in our
2: food.
0: Oh, it's sad. And Mother Earth is eating a lot of plastic. So yeah. it's going to her babies, which are us. And Fern Gully is just this amazing cartoon film for kids mm-hmm. about deforestation, and it was over yeah. thirty years ago that that film was made, and yet we are deforestating <laughs> yeah, the stations yeah. like it's I am crazy.
2: So glad that I didn't pretend to know who Fern Gully was because I thought it was a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's great. She must. Have, I thought it was like Greta Thunberg. I was like, is it one of her friends? Fun <laughs> Gully is right on. Yeah, I know who that is, Kaylee. I care. I
0: wish you had. Um.
2: Enough. Yeah, she's <laughs> in Celebrity
0: Love Island. Fun Gully, you can date her.
2: <laughs> mate. If you had said it, just not to look like you know, like I didn't care, I would have gone all the way and been like, she's amazing. I've got one of her t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, but yeah
0: no so uh the, the on the other side of that my favorite stand-up comedian George Carlin he's no longer with uh, us yes um mm. he's incredible and he has a wonderful uh you like he has lovely clips on YouTube but I love his comedy because it's social and he's got this clip on uh saving the planet and he talks about the self-importance of humans who think that they are ruining the planet which is sort of I think really, really amazing comedy. It makes you really think about your ways. And on Environmentalist, he says, The planet is fine. It's the people who are fucked. The planet <laughs> isn't going anywhere. We are. So pop yeah. up your bags, guys, and fuck <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> Great. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response.
2: Right, so I came into this tip <laughs> fully prepared to just make fun of Kaylee because I was so angry that my <laughs> my fairy tale metaphor was lost and I was gonna go like, Oh, why did the coffee cup come to the door, Kaylee? I didn't know coffee <laughs> cups could walk. But actually I so agree with the sentiment of the tip that I'm just gonna have to agree with it because I think it is it is important and also it's weird when people don't care like I find that weirder I I don't yeah. find it weird if someone says I don't really know what to do environmentally I think that's probably normal but if someone's like well I'm just not bothered I'm like but why <laughs> like it's your planet like you should be yeah so Amen. I I agree entirely
0: because you know, like animals, like lions and tigers, like they do a poo and they pick it up and they go. You know, how many
1: chicken? <laughs> <laughs> your, uh, face? no. your faces? <laughs> no, I was like, where are you coming up with this? <laughs> it was like, uh, okay, Thank you,
2: Kaylee, Daisy, what is your second top tip for surviving mothers? Okay, so my second top tip. I would like to talk. So, I read this article in a, a magazine called Motherly, which is literally all about being a mother. <laughs> you know, it's about mothers for mothers, it's very much their thing. And this article is basically saying that mum rage is a real thing. Now, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Mum rage is something that I am very familiar with. So, for <laughs> me, my mum, what will happen is she will quietly stoically just trundle along in life and then you will do something relatively minor like leave a teaspoon on the side but not in the dishwasher or the sink or not take out the bin when it's full something that's not huge but my mum will lose her effing mind she will literally be like oh right that's it oh no 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 oh don't bother yourselves because obviously i'm the only person i've got nothing better to do than be picking up your your teaspoons or taking out the bin or her favorite if you really want to see my mum explode leave a toilet roll holder with no toilet roll on it, like the end of a toilet roll, just change the toilet roll, but leave that one, just pop it on the side. And my mum will lose her mind. Like mum rage, in my mum's case, is taking minor events and exploding. So like the other week, I suggested to my mum that she moved a bird calendar off the poster board and put it on the wall because my dad needed more space on the notice board, right? My mum started manically, whilst I was saying this, putting more pins into the top of the calendar <laughs> just so I couldn't move it. Then my dad came in and he said, what are you two arguing about? And I said, well, I just think it's more sensible to put it on the wall. And he went, oh well, yeah, I think it probably would be more sensible up on the wall. My mum was like, "All oh, right." right. I see, I see, no, 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 that's fine, that's fine, you two, you obviously don't need me anymore, you're in your wee team of two, so do you know what, just forget it, forget it, and then she literally, she goes out, she slams the back door, she's in like a proper sulk. so then... I just leave it because I think she's obviously having a day. It doesn't matter. She comes and knocks on my door an hour later and she went, oh, hello. I just thought I should tell you that you can make the Sunday lunch today because uh, I thought, now that you've got all the power in the house, (gasps) maybe you want to take some of the responsibility. And I thought, I'm not Spider-Man, Mum. I asked you to move a calendar. Like, literally, it just escalates. Like, we are a family of escalators. But, what (laughs) this article (laughs) said about mum rage is that basically the unpaid emotional labor of mothers and the systematic lack of support that mothers have in the world especially those who are working mothers mum rage is actually a deeper issue of basically women who are just struggling struggling to Mm. raise their children and because I suppose it's one of the kind of not I don't want to say like it's a bad thing about feminism but like back in the day women were expected to look after their children and keep their house tidy and cook but not work now Mm. many families they're still expected to do all those things and then also additionally work they have two jobs totally and now as an adult having had a real job and the kind of stresses that come with that I just think back to being a child and want to like apologize to my mum for being <laughs> such a monster for doing things like, and obviously I'd have been quite a young child, but things like when my mum made dinner, not liking it, not that I wouldn't eat it or didn't like it generally, just not fancying it, just don't feel like fish fingers. And when my mum would get frustrated, being like, oh, wow, she's so unreasonable. I just don't want to eat a fish finger. But now I could think, well, she did a full day's work, made the fish fingers. And I'm just there going, not for me. Can we do turkey dinosaurs? And I'm <laughs> now while well, she brandished forks at me and was like, No, <laughs> you will eat it. So I think, especially for younger listeners, you know, just remember when your mum is insane, the world has broken her. So cheery little <laughs> okay. cheery little thought there. <laughs> Thank you, Daisy. Kayla, your response.
0: I think that mum rage is I, I've never been a mum. Although I've given birth to, <laughs> I've, I've given birth to a lot of ideas. I consider my poems my little babies, you know. I've got stretch marks to prove
2: it. <laughs> Sometimes so difficult not to make fun to you, fun of you. Okay, sorry. Carry on. You oh, birth that... <laughs> birth poems. <laughs> Go on.
0: No, I don't write birth poems. <laughs> 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 Bird poems, go on. Uh, but no, mum rage. Like I think I remember once looking after my niece, and it was like one, and she wouldn't stop crying like the whole night. And my sister was at work. I think she was working nights. And I just remember going, "What do you do?" And you're just filled with this emotion, which is like, "How?" Like I can't tell this child to, to stop crying, and the child is yeah. red. Their throat. They're almost not crying anymore because they've lost their voice, and you don't know what to do. And there, you know, there's a lot of books of how to be a mother. But like, at one point, there wasn't like, I know, (laughs) there wasn't all these books. There wasn't like yoga birthing classes. I don't know, man. It's it's tough. But yeah, I remember my mum once we would she picked me up from Ireland and and my auntie wasn't very well. And my mum was living in Ireland looking after her. And my mum was just like being like, like really just just really too much in the car. She just kept going on about her night blindness and screaming when a car drove up behind her. And I was like, you're on a road, like a car's gonna be behind you. (laughs) I can't, I can't see, (laughs)
2: fucking night blindness. And she was just going off on one.
0: And I was like, can you stop the car? Like it's unsafe to be in the car. And then she started speeding and I was like, why don't you just stop (laughs) the car, stop Hmm? the car. And so she stopped the car and got out. Got out of the car in the middle of a country road in Ireland and got on her hands and knees and started praying to me because I was the God. Oh, sorry, God. Sorry, Lord. Sorry. And I was like, oh, my God. Get in the car, mum. Get in the car. Like, you know better, do you? You drive the car then. And I was like, just calm down. And then she got in and we drove slowly. And then anytime a car came up, she's like, he's up my arse. He's up my arse. And I was like, he's just driving behind you. And then we'd stop the car and we'd drive around. But I just remember that being a moment where I was like, well, clearly my mum was not in a good place because she was grieving her sister and you know all of that stuff. I just remember being like, whew, tough being a mum. It's such a funny
2: story though. It went from mom mum rage to road rage. Yeah, <laughs> do you use that in stand up, Gailey? <laughs> I've never told that story in my life. It's Mate, the first time I've told it. Honestly, such an excellent <laughs> story for stand up that I wish it happened to me and was my mom because it has all the elements. I love it. Does it's it? just a, yeah, it's such a funny story.
1: <laughs> excellent. Thank you, Daisy. Uh okay, so this round we have Kaylee help help mama earth. She needs our help. We're we're, we're abusing her. We need to love her. She's the only mama we have uh earthwise, wise And for Daisy, When your mother goes into mom rage, remember that your mom has been broken by the world. So give her some slack. Both of these are great. That's why I'm giving you both two points, because I think in regards to this podcast, like how to survive mothers, I I think that's so true. Like Just remember that moms have, even if it's just like stay-at-home moms, there's just so much pressure women, period, have societally, societally, societally. Society is put on them. Work has put on them. Everyone's put on them. So yeah, moms just do crazy shit sometimes and let them have that. So I'm giving two points to Daisy for that. But then also Kaylee brings up a good point, a very important point. We got Mama Earth and Mama Earth is in need of help and we need to help her because otherwise she will rage. And when Mama Earth rages, that's not a good thing for anyone. She'll be fine. We'll be screwed. So help Mama Earth out because she needs this. Okay, great. So that means we are going in to round three with Daisy at five points, Kaylee at two points, but it really could go either way, as we know. So with that, Kaylee, what is your final top tip for surviving mothers? (laughs) I
0: don't think it can go either way. but (laughs) You never uh, know. (laughs) I was just thinking when you were talking about Mother Earth, like when she rages and when she does rage her final rage, we will, there'll be so many human fossils And what will we look like like what will my fossil look like like (laughs) I'll be clutching my Apple Mac I'll be clutching my jigsaw puzzles (laughs) who knows who knows okay so my third top tip is so Mother's Day is on the 14th of March and it's a celebration of motherhood and the
1: role of mothers. in the UK it is oh is it not everywhere it's in it's in May in um the U.S.
0: Oh, I should how do the interesting. Day, so maybe Mother's yeah. Day is
1: different all around the world
0: then. So technically, if you're an American mum with an English daughter, you can have two Mother's Days. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah, free bottle of Prosecco at Prezzo <laughs> twice a year. Yeah. So yeah, so Mother's Day is a celebration of motherhood and the role of mothers in society. A well-deserved day as being a mother is an incredibly challenging role. My relationship with my mum went through a bumpy patch when I started therapy, because it started to unveil a lot of anger I had towards her from my childhood, which I hadn't addressed. So stuff I had repressed and ignored because I didn't want to upset her was coming up in therapy, but I didn't want to upset her. And unfortunately in doing that, I was losing sight of myself. So if you look your mother in the eye, when you're arguing, I believe that you will probably stop arguing with her. It's happened to me. And the only reason I don't stop arguing with her is because I'm stubborn. Uh, but looking her in the eye is like, F- I don't want to do this anymore. This is, it. <laughs> this is not good. Like, I think it's time to stop. But the stubbornness powers through and I continue to argue with her. <laughs> Mainly, I think that it's important not to project your idea of other people's mothers onto your mother, and yeah. I worked with a woman who disowned her daughter because she was a lesbian mm. and this mother wasn't able to understand her daughter and accept her daughter for who she was as an individual because she had her own ideas about who what she wanted her daughter to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think we can do it. We can have our ideas of what, what we think a mother is, but it's really hard if a mother has a idea of what their daughter is and that daughter isn't, is not yeah. isn't that and then they disown her so this mother's homophobia meant that she cut her daughter mm. out of her life and I think that because of this I was really terrified about coming out to my own mum and based on my family's comments in the past I was just so ready for my mum to say something tactless and tough yeah I was just getting ready to be angry at her to be honest because of the stories I'd heard from other people about how their mothers had reacted and basi- basically basically I'm um, just concentrate on negative stories because there's lots of positive stories too, but you only concentrate on the negative stuff when you're projecting the negative ones really stood out for me. And especially this one in particular, because it's like, what would I do if my mum disowned me? Because my dad's already done that. Mm -hmm. So what would I do if my mum did too? And the world just assumes we talked about this earlier, but the world just assumes everyone is heteronormative and that's the normal normal. And everyone's assumed as straight until someone says otherwise some mothers might think that if their child identifies as part of the lgbt plus community that they're abnormal and that they they might abandon their child like the ugly duckling in the top tip but my mum surprised me she was calm undramatic and very private about it she said i don't care who you love i love you all Mm. the same and then no. she asked, yeah. And then she asked a question, which was genuinely a question and not an impro- inappropriate question. Like my best friend's boyfriend, who was like, "So what? What is it then? Sex between women?" And it's like, <laughs> for fuck's sake, it's not just about dicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every man, like, I don't know. It's just like, well, it's only sex if there's a penis involved. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> So yeah, my mom, my mom said to me like, so is this a new thing or have you always felt like this? I thought it was such a lovely question. She yeah. was genuinely like interested and she wasn't, my mom's ego was not involved in the conversation. Yeah. She was completely there and listening to me and being an amazing mother. So the the projection that I'd done had created a distance between us, Yeah, which didn't need to happen because actually just by speaking to my mom, it was like the reality of the situation rather than the assumption so yeah so that's
2: my top tip excellent Daisy
1: your response
2: I love this tip and I love that it has a happy ending because at one point I was really worried <laughs> <laughs> because it would make me it would make me too sad if it was sad but no I think it's a uh, lovely story Cassidy's done something quite clever there because she did a uh, story that I, I couldn't know. possibly have any issue yeah with. would he,
1: yeah Yeah. You all winning. Well, I can disagree. I think your mother should have been bigoted about your coming out. (laughs) You know, like you can't say that, right? Uh, Okay. Nice, nice job. Nice job there, Kaylee. Okay. With that, Daisy, what is your final top tip for surviving mothers?
2: My final top tip. So it's interesting because Kaylee said about not if she looks her mom in the eye in an argument, then she won't want to argue anymore. Now that is the kind of emotional ninjury that (laughs) ninjury a word, the mother's. Ninjury? Can you say that? It is now. Yeah. (laughs) The kind of emotional ninjury that mothers have. So given that all mums are (laughs) emotional ninjas, my advice is not to ever try to argue with them because you will always inevitably lose. And you'll lose because they're like the sensei. They taught you everything that you know. (laughs) So whatever way you think you're going to win, you won't because my mum will do one of two things if she wants to win an argument and she's really not winning on logic or facts or any of the things that you might want to win an argument with, my mum will pull two cards. One, I gave birth to you. Mm. That's one of her key positions. Or two, I will one day die. My mum likes to remind (laughs) me of her own mortality and that she gave me life. And she will take it to these extremes. So I can't win. Whatever I'm saying, whatever we're arguing about, my mum, or what she'll do is she'll, she'll do that thing where she goes oh right well I suppose I'm just the worst mother in the world then and you're like oh yeah on. I yep. didn't say that I didn't think my the worst mom mother in the world. totally does that too yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I don't think you're the worst mother in the world all I want you to do is not come in my room at 7am with a hoover that's what this argument is about (laughs) not about how good or bad a mother you are it's literally just about the hoover at 7am she like, oh well I just want to clean and help but no well doesn't matter (laughs) and then she'll say something along the lines of well you won't have to worry about me for long because I'll I'll never make old bones one day I'll be out your hair so now it's gone from can you please not hoover in my room to mum I don't want you to die and this is how they win, because I think, oh, wow, if I now argue with you on this point, it looks like I'm not bothered that you'll die. Obviously, I do care. So you just don't win. And also, mums are interesting because I think they have a lot of emotional intelligence in the sense that they can use it like dark arts you know that they can have harry can potter reference
0: there yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but i find because my mum's scottish very strong very stoic woman i like so i'm struggling a lot with my mental health at the moment and if i try and talk to my mum about it my mum has the most hilarious reactions to me telling her that i'm not coping very well i'll be like mum i'm really struggling with my mental health And I'll be about to tell her how I feel. And she'll go, well, what can I do to help you? And I went, but wait, you haven't listened to this. She went, well, just tell me what I could do to help you. And I said, mum, that wouldn't work with physical health, would it? Because if I went to the doctor and I said, hi, doctor – I'm not feeling very well. And the men, well, what can I do to help? I go, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I mean, I think we need to go through the symptoms first, maybe, or talk about it. They just went, yes, but you tell me. You tell me. What do you need? You go, I don't know what I need. I don't feel very well. Um. And my mum, bless her though, over the years, I think has definitely developed more. She has evolved and she has developed yeah. more of an understanding of, of mental health, for sure. So I'm definitely not running my mum down because I love her, she's my favourite. And I think that for a little Scottish woman, she's actually quite progressive. But I think when it comes to oh, emotion... oh, burn on other <laughs> little Scottish women. <laughs> <laughs> on poor little Scottish women. That's half
0: my
1: dad's family.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Scottish
1: but women are actually quite progressive on the whole.
2: In terms What's of her emotional... name, Nicola Sturgeon? <laughs> 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 but in terms of emotional reasoning if an argument becomes emotional, you'll never win. So I no. think with a mum, just let them win. Just say, "Mum, you're right, I'm wrong. I don't." And if my mum was here now, she'd be going, "You've never said you're you're right and I'm wrong. That's never. You've never done that. That's just you showing off to your friends." Because mums also love telling you that you're showing off because again, you have to behave. Because if you carry on doing whatever you're doing, they'll just keep saying you're showing off. They're ninjas, Molly. Ninjas.
0: But in a way, Daisy, you are showing off because your impression of your mom is amazing. So in a way, in a way, I know I show (laughs) off when I do my mom because I'm
1: like, it's a pretty funny impression. Once again, your mother's right, Daisy. Thank you, Daisy. (laughs) Also with that, I got to say, I I, I bless your mom because I feel like there'd be times, you know, you tell your mom your problem, whatever it is, and they try to fix it. And I'm like, I don't need you to fix it. I just need Mm. you to listen. But I feel like, and my mom's good about that now, like now she's, you know, she'll listen, but, um, I think it comes from that because they're your mother, right? yeah. And yeah so yeah. they, they literally carried you for nine months mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. unless you're a preemie, but they carried you and they've cared for you since literally before you were born. So mm-hmm. they want to help you if they can, I mean, most mothers, obviously there are terrible mothers out there, but on the whole, I think most mothers are like, Oh, I just want to help you. Cause you're my child. You're my, <laughs> you're my little chick. You're my little bear, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they got to learn. So they can't help you sometimes.
2: My mum also ha- does that thing in terms of help, where she'll be savagely biased in my favour. <laughs> so if like if I have an argument with my friend and I tell my mum, she'll just be like, "They don't sound like a good friend. Don't be their friend anymore." And I'm like, "Mom, that's not how we fix things. <laughs> you know, just ignore people." Or uh... if it's even if it's Ben, she'll be like, "Maybe divorce him." I'm like, "Why would I divorce him, Mum? He's my husband." We just disagreed <laughs> on something. You're meant to say maybe meet halfway. And she's like, no, you're entirely right. They're entirely wrong. I'm like, oh, okay, mum. Yeah. Okay, Kayla, your response.
0: My response is what if it's not a competition? The winning and the losing thing? What if it's not about that? And I think it's really hard because I think my mum genuinely does think there's winning and losing. And I don't know how to come at it as a way where I'm like, I'm not. Looking to win this, like I'm just looking to. I don't know. I think with more therapy and and things like Mm -hmm. that, like more insight, more talking about things rather than arguing about things. Yeah, you Mm. know, it. The elimination of competition goes away, and I think it's better for us. No winning, no losing. Just existing, just thriving.
1: There she goes back to that thriving.
0: (laughs) So I'm starting a new (laughs) podcast (laughs) week. with Anthea Turner, and it's gonna be called (laughs) How to Thrive Your Life. (laughs) And Daisy's mom's gonna be in it too. (laughs) Amazing, Guys, if you start a
2: podcast with my mom called How to (laughs) Thrive Your Life, honestly, it's so below the belt. (laughs) (laughs) June would love it though. She'd love a little chat each week. (laughs) She would talk about me. She'd get revenge for all these chats. She'll be like, oh, let me tell you a thing about a thing or two. (laughs) I'd like to hear her English accent trying to impersonate you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I imagine it's mean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Okay, ladies. So for round three, we have Kaylee with don't project other mothers onto your mother. Also, don't look your mother in the eye. If you oh sorry, if you look your mother in the eye. if you want to keep arguing with your mom, don't look her in the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, if you look your mother in the eye, you will continue to argue with her. And then Daisy with never argue with your mother because they will win because they are emotion ninjas. Excellent. And then Kaylee had a nice little uh, response with what if it's not a competition? We're just existing. Uh, also, plugging her future podcast, which I should take points away for, but I uh, <laughs> Because I'm feeling, I'm feeling good today. Okay, great. So, oh man. Okay. So, oh, okay. So I, I think out of both of these, oh damn it. They're really good. They're both really good. I mean, they're both amazing. Don't project other mothers onto your mother. Cause that's not fair to your own mother, right? She's, she is a human. Your mother is a human and that's just not fair to her, but also mothers are emotion ninjas and you shouldn't argue with them. So I'm going to give Oh shit. Okay. This is what I'm going to do. I am going to give a point to Kaylee for what if it's not a competition? Because I think that's a good thing to think not only for mothers and just dealing with your family and, and, and any argument, it's just good to think about that. So I'm giving Kaylee a point for that. And I know I said I should stop doing this, but I don't give a fuck. Cause I'm the judge. I'm giving you both <laughs> two points. Ah. Or don't don't project other mothers onto your mother, and never argue with your mother because they I, win because they're emotion ninjas.
0: I've got something to say. So the only okay.
1: tip in this podcast that did not get a point is my
0: tip.
2: <laughs> oh no! And Literally, I did love
0: that tip. my poor little tip is crying, going, <laughs> "But I didn't get a point, and that was so
1: good, and it was a point. It was so day. good. It was so good. It's just your other out. Your other tips out-tipped it." that makes sense but either way we have Kaylee at five points and Daisy at seven so
2: Daisy you have survived mothers congratulations I also couldn't do the math of that at one point I thought we'd drawn and I'm not gonna lie girls I was ready to sulk if Kaylee won this episode (laughs) and it was four in a row I'd be like Hang up, done. done, done with you. <laughs> Start thriving your life. <laughs> yeah, podcast. thrive your life. I'm Hi, out. gang. Mic drop. Yeah, no, good episode. Fun. Excellent. I like that you never tell me to make like a winner's speech, but I'm like, I oh, know what I've not won in ages. <laughs> I've enjoyed the process of winning. Thank you. <laughs> I love it the Thanks. way she punctuates it by good podcast. Yeah. Good. Good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> good job. yeah. Yeah,
1: all the other ones were at lost Sucked, but this one's good. This yeah, one was good. this one's a good one. This one's the one. Excellent. This has been How to Survive Your Life, How to Survive Mothers. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at How the Number Two Survive Pod or on Facebook at How to Survive Your Life. You can also email us at How to Survive Your Life Pod, all one word, at gmail.com. I am Mama Bear Merwin. That is Mama Fairy Daisy. And that is Mother <laughs> Earth Kaylee. And we will speak to you fairy. next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Music by
2: Cesar. <laughs> Daisy took references from Elizabeth Nettie from Motherly Website and Lily Wakefield in Pink News.
0: Hayley's top tips are The Independent, Clarissa Pinkola Estes' book Women Who Run With Wolves, George Carling's YouTube Clips and Fun Gully The Year.